there is a fifth dimension beyond that which is known to man. It is a dimension as vast as space and as timeless as infinity. It is the middle ground between light and shadow, between science and superstition, and it lies between the pit of man's fears and the summit of his knowledge. This is the dimension of imagination. It is an area which we call the Twilight Zone. Hello and welcome to another new episode of the Twilight Highlight Zone Reboot! Uh, I'm Ben Hansen, joined by Jeff Cork. Hey buddy, how's it going? We're still going, baby. We are still going, baby. We are leaking them out there. Bam, bam, hey. people are confused, people kind of like it, we're back. What kind of schedule is this anyway? Didn't this <laughs> come out last month? Look, the Twilight Zone knows no schedule and I hate it because I like to be a little more militant about this. I understand we're all over the place, but thank you for tuning in, no matter what. Yeah, we uh, appreciate it. What do you think about just the state of buzz about Twilight Zone at this point. I feel like a lot of people were like, hey, Jordan Peele, brilliant. First mm-hmm. episode, great. Second episode, I saw a couple okay. tweets about. Yeah. Episode three, I don't think I saw anybody just casually on Twitter talking about it in my friends list. You know, I have not heard anyone talk about this. Aside from like vague curiosity within the office within when the first uh, episode premiered. And CBS, you know, like the head of CBS got out there. Les Moonves, right? No, uh, he got out there and just said, like, oh, you know, it's or, it's really high ratings. It's great for uh, CBS All Access. Twilight Zone is a success so far. Mm-hmm. But and I know it's too much to expect a lot of anecdotal evidence of people watching it. But I'm surprised that no one's tweeting about each episode, considering the hype for the beginning. Yeah, yeah. I, I honestly have not, again, I haven't put my feelers out. I haven't looked around to see, like, really what any of the reception has been, whether or not it's... Like from the viewers or from critics, like what people think about it overall. I'm I trying to insulate myself as much as possible. Yeah, same here. I Googled because I was trying to find the director uh-huh. or someone's name or something in an episode. And then it's like, oh, I saw a review headline. I wish I didn't see that even. You know, I like mm. going in completely blind to these things. Yeah. But the episode we're covering today, what's it called, Jeff Cork? A little something called Replay. Fans of Game Informer know <laughs> it well. This is Replay, ladies and gentlemen. This is Replay. And as with... Most of the episodes that they've had so far, I would say with the exception of The Comedian, is probably the the most distant cousin. This one kind of has some uh, definite DNA that it shares with some other episodes of the original run of The Twilight Zone. Well, let's walk through it. Obviously, Most Unusual Camera seems to be... A Most Unusual Camera? Yeah, which is an episode that we know well. We've covered it twice on this podcast. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it's interesting because this one, it starts off with a mother... Uh, Nina and her son Dorian, and they're at the Busy Bee Diner, which immediately, that's the diner from Nick of Time. Is it really? It's the same diner from oh, Nick of Time. I'm pissed I didn't see this. I also haven't been looking up Easter eggs or anything like that. I have that. not either, so I'm sure I'm missing some really good ones. Yeah. But this one has a whole bunch of fun stuff in it, which I was really excited about. Okay. So anyway, they're talking, and the son is going to go to college, and Mom pulls out this enormous camcorder and starts recording this moment, and the son is like joking about why don't you use your phone like everybody else and then you know this camera recorded your baby steps the cop walks in orders some chicken fried steak and the mom says hey how would you tell your gorgeous mother uh how she's sending off her son to become the next ryan coogler yeah exactly a little thing for the people (laughs) so anyway uh there's some like vague discussion about the family and you could tell that she's somewhat estranged from her past uh it doesn't talk about her he talks about how her dad didn't help in college her uncle neil uh, he's saying that he's in touch with her uncle Neil and he, she's like, ah, he doesn't know. Uh-huh. So then the son spills ketchup on himself. And then she, uh, he's like, rewind it. I want you to show me f- spilling ketchup on myself or whatever. So she rewinds it. And then it blam, 
rewinds time. And then there's like a quick montage showing everything rewinding, including a flash of the little devil headed uh, jukebox. How did I completely miss that? I feel like a big dumb idiot. Yeah, now. you see Maybe the devil taking notes. Yeah, you see the devil headed uh jukebox from nick of time in which is when, that the clue that i needed to piece this entire episode together is the nick of time connection it may have been and then when they go back to the diner you look and they do have those jukeboxes at each booth right the little tabletop yeah. ones but they do not have the devil heads on them they've uh, got like a little flower theme on them okay which got was it. pretty fun yeah i one of my favorite details about this episode mm-hmm. is every time she rewinds time i like that it's taken the wind out of her it's not just like oh i'm back here it seems like it's like whoa like this whole mental effort yeah like this struggle to understand or to yes. like, like get caught up with the past at first she writes it off as like having a big major bout of deja vu which you would mm-hmm. the first time you're kind of like all right that's weird she even says later on not to jump fully ahead mm-hmm. but i love that detail too where she's like trying to explain what's going on to yeah. other people and she says i don't know if it's like a glitch in the matrix uh-huh. oh as a nerd i love that reference is this episode should be called the most unusual camcorder Yes, absolutely. All right. Anyway, they're talking. And at one point, they make an allusion to like, uh, you're going to have a granddaughter and her name's going to be Trinity. So apparently she's really into the Matrix. Cannot stop thinking about the Matrix. (laughs) All she wants to do is talk about the Matrix. And he's like, I had to fake getting admitted to college so I could get away from you, ma'am. Wait a minute. Yeah, she hates cops. There's that scene where that fat cop puts the little bug in her belly button, which I thought was weird. Yeah, it went on seemingly forever. And then it cuts to Peel and he's in his booth and he's reading a newspaper Yes. For the introduction, did you see the headline of the newspaper? New experimental rocket crashes outside of something. Reno, Nevada. It's I shot an arrow into the air. Okay, that's what I thought. I was like, this is either a reference to I shot an arrow or it's going to come back in the end of this episode. It did not. Yeah, one thing that I'm learning is uh, every video player sucks in its own unique way. For instance, <laughs> when you, you uh, I was watching, I watched it the first time on the like Roku app and then the second time on PS4. Both times when you pause, it puts that helpful little... Like, so you could scrub ahead right over where the headline was. Oh, so I had no. to do some, like, my life is very hard, Hanson. I feel you. Like, the I use a browser for CBS All Access mm-hmm. to watch all my favorite CBS All Access shows. Oh, you get and the even good, like the good fight. Yeah. The rewind 10 seconds, mm-hmm. jump forward 10 seconds. That button is so inconsistent. It's like, I'm pausing it and trying to jump back, yeah. like, more than 10 seconds at a time. It's just this clunky mess. Oh, it's super fun on PS4 version of the, the app. Which I'm, I'm actually uh, accessing it through Amazon Prime though. Uh, you can't say restart episode, and I didn't realize that until it served me the like 90 second ad, and then I had to like, ugh, and then yeah, I had to watch it twice. Anyway, hang on, just to, for a little foreshadowing. Yeah, I wrote down when I saw that uh, newspaper. Mm-hmm. I wrote down as a note. Yeah, we're getting an alien episode. We're getting an alien episode, <laughs> Which is baby. A bad read on this episode. Yeah, and as soon as I saw the cop, his officer, officer Lasky is like. Oh, you're the big bad from the first season of True Detective. You're not going to be a great person. Oh, that's why he was familiar, of course. Yeah. yeah. Right. Also, on the in the credits thing, just to break this down fully, uh, it was written, this episode, by Selwyn Seifu Hines, who doesn't have much writing history, at least on IMDb, mm-hmm. but it's directed by Gerard McMurray, who was an associate producer on Fruitvale Station. Oh, cool. The first movie from Ryan Coogler. Very interesting. Plugging his buddy. Yeah. A lot of, it's one of those things of like, Hey, I wonder when this episode was written. I'd say it was like peak Black Panther hype because there's a lot of like Coogler and Black Panther. Oh yeah, talk. we'll we'll get a little bit into that later on in a second here. But so we were in the car now, and they're they're joking around. And I like this part because it's like they have a nice natural relationship, mm-hmm. the the mother and son, and they're kind of goofing around. And he's like 
kind of turning on the radio real loud and dancing along and clowning and listen uh, to his new music. His new music. She, she likes the old music. Put on the old timey soundtrack to the Matrix <laughs> soundtrack. <laughs> Club to death again, again. <laughs> so she he's saying like slow down. And she's like we're not stopping at the uncle's house. No way, no how. So then he. Um, uh, one thing you'll notice is like this camera gets used in really awkward places just for the convenience of the plot, which is very important. But so he decides he's going to take the camera out while he's driving to interview right. her. And then immediately the cop pulls her over officer Lasky from the, uh, the diner. Yeah. And the mom talks about it. And I, I like this little detail. She talks about how like, uh, you know, you gotta remember what I told you about how to deal with this situation. It's basically like the talk. Yeah. That as a white person in Minnesota, I'm very familiar with. <laughs> so listen, people. Uh, yeah, so anyway, the, the officer comes over. He's like, do you have any illegal weapons, in the, any weapons in the vehicle? And he's like, no. And he's like, do you know why I pulled you over? You're speeding. Yeah, okay, I'll let it go because you admitted it. But then he's like, and you're also operating a thing. And then, uh, try, is that a camera? And they kind of get into a little bit of a scuffle. And in the, in the scuffle, the rewind button is hit. They leave the diner again, I think. And then, then she pulls over. And she's starting to freak out because she doesn't understand what's happening. Yeah. And, uh. At that point, the cop pulls behind them and is like, you guys having an emergency? And he's and the son is like really concerned about her and he's like, you know, we need to go to the hospital or something. And he's like, well, you've stopped over the line here. And the son gets mad and then the cop pulls out a taser and then oh, mom... that time. Okay. Yeah, and then mom rewinds to the diner again. And then she sees the cop at the counter and she's like, we have to go now. This is kind of like the Hitchhiker episode of The Twilight Zone too, in a lot of ways where it's just this figure... That cannot be evaded no matter what. Yeah, I'm very into the premise when it clicked for me of like, oh, it's Groundhog Day Terminator. Yeah. Like, which is a very fun concept that I've never really seen done too much. And then I love just the the smart detail, too, of just pulling in the full Groundhog Day. Of every time she goes back to the diner, mm-hmm. just having that song, just putting you in the yes. exact time and place. It's very, like, Russian doll, you know, very Groundhog Day. It's just like, it's such a good resetting device. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so then she's like, we've got to take a back way that's safer. She's she thinks she's figured it out now. Like mm-hmm. we're gonna get off that road, and then at that point, kind of the conversation, we learned that he's a filmmaker, and then he, he really loves his mom. <laughs> <laughs> They're really into each other, uh-huh. and she recommends like, hey, let's just crash at this hotel. This is our last night together. We just watch a bunch of reality TV and all that kind Eat of stuff. Eat junk food. Eat junk. What food. a mom. So also, they, yeah, she looks like she's like six years older than him. But yes, what a mom. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and then one of my favorite little touches is they're in the room watching TV and then the lottery commercial comes on. Yeah. And then immediately you're like, okay, I see where this is going. And they have a conversation and you, you learn that like he believes in fate, that it's just particles that are just waiting to align the way they're supposed to. And then. Yeah. He's like, oh, it just gives a whole determinism. Yeah. Cause he's speech. like, these numbers are predetermined and everything. So then. So should- did, hang on. Stop. Yeah. Did you think in that moment that it was going to prove that it wasn't? deterministic and that the numbers were going to change well we yeah because she does rewind time and says like hey if if i could tell you what the lottery numbers are will you promise to come and visit me whenever you can yeah and then the numbers are the same i assume that she was going to monopolize or capitalize on that and be like hey let's get rich because that's like Mm -hmm. the most obvious thing if you had a most unusual camcorder that's what you would probably do with that right yeah bet on the ponies or something but it's a smaller story it's just focused on you know the relationship i guess it eventually balloons into larger issues and stuff yeah so they're having a nice moment yes i promise i will visit you mom that's amazing why am i not making a bigger deal of the fact that you just knew what the (laughs) the lottery numbers were so he's like yeah i'm gonna go get some junk food we're gonna be rich (laughs) then there's somebody at the door and it's the cop 
And he asks for their names, says he needs their ID because he got a call about a noise complaint, which to be fair, they were really blasting that <laughs> lottery number because she wanted to hear 6-8-2016 at wow. full volume, rattling the picture frames. Um, so the sun pushes back a little bit and then she starts recording. And then right before the gun pulls it, or the, the gun pulls a cop uh, or vice versa, <laughs> <laughs> officer gun. Uh, so she rewinds and then uh, they're back at the diner again. So this time she takes a different angle. This is what I love is just watching her. She's like problem solving, trying to figure out like, how can we figure this, the solution here? Cause there's right, gotta right. be an obvious solution here. So this mm-hmm. time she's like, I'm going to approach the cop at the counter. She introduces herself, offers to buy him a piece of apple pie. They eat pie together and have kind of like a nice weird human moment where she's just saying like yeah. her son is all she has. He's going to college. He's a good guy. And you're like, okay. Cause it seems like they're kind of warming up to each other. And then as she's leaving, he's like, hey, is that your Volvo? And she's like, yeah. And then when they go out to the parking lot, he's like, I'm going to need to see proof of ownership. Right. And she's like, uh, license, uh, uh, registration, and proof of owner or uh, insurance. Yeah. She's proof. like, yeah. who has their pink slip and in he's their like, car? I hope you do for your sake. Uh-huh. And then the son is like, oh, I've got that on my phone. Interesting. Very weird. It's this wallpaper. This <laughs> <laughs> is wallpaper. I like my mom's Volvo. It's very cool. We have a lot of Matrix conversations in there. Uh, so then he goes to the car, pulls out his phone, holds it up, and the cop shoots him. And then it kind of goes to this weird bubble-filled dream of like him playing with the daughter, and she's watching. And then it goes blamp. They're in the morgue, and uh, the son is dead. And she's like, "Can I have the camera?" And then. <laughs> She like prays and rewinds, and then it's weird that she doesn't seem to have much of a control about how far she's rewinding to. It's not. It wasn't like as specific as like if you hold it down for longer, mm-hmm. you'll go further back in time or anything like that. It's just like ah, we'll just put you back in the diner. Yeah, because the lottery number, she was able to yeah. go right back to that. Right. It's it's weird. Yeah. So she rewinds, and then you're not gonna believe where they are. So the Second Amendment, <laughs> 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 it says. Well, regular, anyway, they head out and then they pass the cop in the doorway. They're just Mm -hmm. like, we're getting out as soon as possible. Like talking to this guy doesn't do it. Yeah. See ya. And, uh, says she needs Dorian's help with their car. She explains what's going on. Yeah. And then he's like, we need to go home. And then the camera pulls back and then it looks like that could be the end of the episode in a weird way. You know what I mean? Like they've got these fake out endings. Oh No. So they, she goes home to like Uncle Neil's house and he's like, when, when did you leave? And we learned like a couple family members were killed in the area. Right. Like her, her uncle, other brother was shot. She didn't come home for the, uh, her father's uh, funeral. Right. And the uncle comes out and he's like, hey, I haven't seen you in a long time, Neil. They've apparently been keeping up on Facebook though, as you do. And he's like, go inside. I've got a Black Panther comic, issue number one, written by Ta-Nehisi Coates. Which wasn't that long ago. It doesn't no. seem like that's like a good thing to brag about. Also, it's like, they have never met, right? They just like talked on Facebook. Yeah. That was weird to me. It's like, hey, long lost, long lost nephew, within 20 seconds, how about you go in the garage and uh, read a comic book, 18-year-old kid? Yeah. <laughs> you must like comics. It's yeah. Like, what are you... Just because the writer's black is Black Panther, why do you assume that I like comic books? Jeez, That's pink. all they talked about on Facebook. Uh, yeah, it could be his profile picture. We don't know. <laughs> so uh, they go inside, and then we see kind of like inside the house, there's like all kinds of clutter. And it's like there's a Black Lives Matter sign, which, you know, is obviously a focal point. But if yeah. you look on the shelf, I noticed there is what looks to be a most unusual camera. Shut up. On a bookshelf on the right-hand side. It, yeah, it's a box with a lens. 
That's very interesting. So does that imply that there's more of this magic that he talks about? Like, oh, passed on from the homeland. Yeah, because they were talking about like dad had some kind of stuff going on and then she had a connection with her father and he was really disappointed. Right. And then she says, uh, Neil, I need your help. I think this camcorder is magic, she says. And he believes her immediately, which is nice. So there's not that frustrating like, well, prove it. And then yeah. the lottery numbers come into play again. You know, <laughs> He's really like into it. So apparently that area that they're living in is getting gentrified. So we'll throw another issue in here. Yeah. Uh, but she, they, he's been doing like a history project that talked to the old people. So he learned about shortcuts and like hidden passageways and drainage tunnels. That <laughs> he's been to waiting lead. for this moment. Like, yeah. how can I take advantage of these secret passageways I know through town? That lead to the college. Yeah. So they emerge from this drainage tunnel. And there's parents and students gathered outside the gate of the university. And then sirens. Like, whoop, whoop, one of those kind of things. Mm-hmm. You three, stop where you are, and then at gunpoint, and you know, <laughs> immediately, immediately, and the he guys, came out of the sewers. <laughs> yeah, just he's got like a dirty, hairy style, like 44, 45. I don't know. What and then a bunch of other is. cops pull up, also immediately draw their guns. Yes, and the son is like, rewind it. Let's try again. She's like, not this time. Which I didn't like because of that idea of like he's not going back. Like I like it when these worlds are established that like his. Future is continuing. He has mm-hmm. to. He's stuck in this world. You know what I mean? I think oh. it's kind of like a Russian doll concept. But gotcha. the idea that he's like, go ahead, mom. No harm done. Let's just rewind it. It's like, wait, do you acknowledge that you're just zapped out of existence then? Because best case scenario, you cease to exist. Yeah. Does she like slump to the ground then if, in his perspective? Right. Or, yeah. So anyway, like then she hits record and then a bunch of people hold up their phones and she says, you know, we're all witnesses and there's a big speech and she told and then tells the cop to you know, back the f*** up. And the cops leave. You think you can intimidate me with a camcorder? Don't you watch the news? Yeah, exactly. And then you're afraid. Uh, so then we skip ahead and we see Dorian and the daughter in the future. Mom is filming filming them on the camcorder, which she, it's good that she sprung for the extended warranty on that thing. I think that she's had that thing longer than any piece of equipment I've ever had the misfortune to own. Come on, recite the Morpheus speech. Let's Dude. go. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and then the daughter picks up the camera drops it and it's broken into a million pieces and he's like mom it's been 10 years it's okay it's not a big deal and uh the daughter's name is trinity and he's like he's gonna go get ice cream and then my favorite moment in the episode which i think it's subtle but i can't tell is that she's looking at the door as he's leaving and then she looks super worried and you could see like very subtly like flashing lights on her face like the police yeah are out there again you can't escape them you can't escape them And then Jordan Peele says, Mm -hmm. Nina Harrison found that only by embracing her past could she protect her son's future. Mm -hmm. And it was love, not magic, that kept evil at bay. But for some evils, there are no magical permanent solutions, and the future remains uncertain, even here Mm -hmm. in the Twilight Zone. I think this episode is really fun. Really? I think it's not fun is the wrong word, but I think it's interesting because I would imagine if you were to go online... This is probably where a vocal contingency of like we'll say like, hey, Twilight Zone, keep your politics out of my Twilight Zone. This is a show about wings and airplanes. And it's like, oh no. <laughs> like if you watch the Twilight Zone, like there's a lot of preachy episodes, even a about lot race of that. back in the day. Yeah. Absolutely. A very forward thinking show for its time. Yeah, and for sure. I like that they were kind of weaving more contemporary issues in there. It wasn't just like as vague as Boy, racism is bad. So let's do a bottle episode with a cop and a lady. 
right. talking about stuff. It's like, oh, no, this is like – it feels – very of the moment. And you're very into police abuse. This is like, this is your niche. This is what you research on a daily basis. It may be something that I, I spend too much time What is your about. obsession with it? I think that when you have a job as important as a police officer and you're entrusted by the public to do that job, mm-hmm. there should be absolutely zero tolerance when you abuse your power. Thank you. Thank you. That's my episode of The Twilight. My one-man <laughs> speech. Yeah. Yeah. I um I I like this episode a lot more in the beginning. Uh like when it started out and the cop just had that one quick line where he's like she's describing the school and he's like, Oh, that black school. Yeah. And it was that moment where it's like, Okay, like we're gonna keep mm-hmm. plowing past this. And it, it's it, dumb to be like, I wish it kept that level of subtlety, but I think it's just like by the end mm-hmm. when they're pulling the guns out on yeah. him because they're coming out of sewers, it's just like you're losing me a little mm-hmm. bit. Like if it would have stayed realistic, and again, maybe yeah. this is just from my perspective. <clears throat> that did not seem very realistic. And if it would have kept a grounded tone of yeah. like, for real, a cop has pulled guns in these situations before, mm-hmm. which is like, I don't think you're going to find a short of exa- shortage of examples for that. You right. know? Uh, I agree with you completely. Okay. It's interesting because they, they try to introduce something like a little bit of development for that officer Lasky character at the beginning. When he first comes in, he interacts with Mabel the lady who works at the diner who happens to be a black lady. Yeah. And they have kind of a nice, like, rapport. Like, it's clear that he's a repeat customer, and they like each other. And later on, he re- like, when she buys him the pie, he's like, oh, Mabel makes the best apple pie or whatever. So yeah. it's, I think they're trying to show that he's just not out and out a complete racist monster. But then he becomes out and out like a specter of being a racist, racist monster. Like, yeah. Yeah, that last sequence... I appreciate it because it does harken back to the original Twilight Zone. It seems like it is handled with about as much subtlety as those older the episodes. Like, hey, go through the gate sequence? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. But is it, <laughs> it harkens back, but is that a good thing? I don't know. I can't tell if it's like a stylistic homage mm-hmm. or if it was just like, I don't know. I'm a big fan of dialing back a little bit. Yes. And that message, it seems like it was coming across really well. Yes. Without having to be like like it didn't need to be a sledgehammer i guess 100 yes, percent. and like just the subtlety of you know uh the conversation she had at some point which is like hey it doesn't matter how nice or mean we are mm-hmm. like the cop is always going to come after us yeah like, I, I love those details early on yep and even i love uh there's a good line from the uncle at some point where he just says like hey nothing good ever came about in the country without us coming together right so like i love that nice message of like it's the classic again rewind time story of mm-hmm. hey you're not going to get through this conundrum until you confront your family and get together right. and address these issues. I understand that, that that showdown is probably the only way to have that ending work. Yeah. To be remotely satisfying because the alternative would be she records as the son is getting beaten by like a bunch of guys with batons. Yeah. She records it and then they back off and it's like, well, where's the satisfaction or justice there? It's mm-hmm. like you stopped him from being beaten to death and they withdrew. Yeah. So it has to be some kind of showy confrontation like that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I was with this episode for a long time, and it sucked that by the end, I was just kind of like, okay, sure. Uh, I ended up giving it a six. See, I'm a lot... I think that last section does a lot of heavy lifting also, though, when the camera is broken, and then it's back to the reality of being... Like, she was obviously very concerned for her son's safety throughout. Yeah. But it felt like it was... Like, having that camera was a relief... Mm-hmm. And it gave her peace of mind, and then just like that 
really I, I think that moment is handled so beautifully. Yeah. At the end, and it's horrible at the same time. I I, I gave this episode an eight. Wow. I, I liked okay. it a lot. Oh, interesting. Oh, yeah. I'm glad we, we split up. I'm happy it, it went for it. I'm happy it, it swung for the fences. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Yeah. Great. Uh hey, that's replay, everybody. Hope you enjoyed this episode of replay. It feels very strange. <laughs> it really does. Uh lovely. Jeff Cork, have you seen us yet? I have not seen us yet. I saw it, and I, I would love to have a bonus episode of this podcast talking about us, which yeah. it's weird that in a Twilight Zone episode that seems relevant now, yeah. but I think it is, even just from the standpoint of talking about Mirror Image in relation to us. Yeah. Hey, that's it for this episode of the Twilight Highlight Zone. Uh, tune in soon. We'll be covering the very next episode. Very fun, right, Cork? Very fun. All right, thanks for watching or listening, everybody. And Twilight, Twilight Highlight. Twilight Highlight. Highlight. Highlight.